There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, December 1st. Wow, December already. How about that? I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryle, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Yahoo. It's an early internet company that somehow feels both obsolete, but is also used by almost a billion people each month. And after trading hands the last couple of years, the company's developing some big plans to become, I guess, relevant again and potentially much more lucrative. Juliet's got the scoop on that. But before that, here's what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. All right. First things first, on the Twitter front, a revenue analyst at Twitter in Europe reportedly shared screenshots with tech outlet platformer that ad revenue in their Europe, Middle East, and Africa region is down 15% year over year, and that weekly bookings are down 49%. As platformer pointed out, this is especially bad news given the timing, right? Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the World Cup are supposed to be some of the biggest days of the year for Twitter. and. Uh, platformer cited one former Twitter exec calling the developments catastrophic. So I will say this, about a week ago, everyone thought the site would crash completely and it did not. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's somewhat positive. <laughs> also on a related note, just days after, and I quote, going to war with Apple over the company's 30% app store commission fees, Elon Musk tweeted that he met with Tim Cook at Apple's Cupertino headquarters. At the time of recording this, we have no details on what they discussed, though. He does sound a lot nicer in that tweet than he did earlier this week. Do you think that he brought some sort of like appliance with him? What kind of appliance? Like instead of a sink, um, maybe he brought like, I don't know, a, a nice espresso machine or. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a car or something. Yeah, just just something like a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, on another related note, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings says he berated his M&A team that they didn't buy Wordle. How about that? Hmm. He said that would have been perfect for us at the New York Times Dealbook conference yesterday. He also said that he thinks Elon Musk's critics should give him a break, adding that he thinks Musk is the most creative person in the world, that he's convinced Elon is trying to help the world, and that he praises Elon for buying Twitter for $44 billion instead of buying a big yacht. Fair, but he could have also uh, maybe like solved homelessness in the United States. So I'm just saying, like, <laughs> let's not go, let's not go too crazy there, Reed. Right, right. He does sound like he's a big fan of Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all I have to say to that, though, is this. Have you seen that TikTok chocolatier uh, that is uh, building all these crazy things? No, but I'm going to look it up immediately after this. Because okay, I think that is the most creative person in the world. All right, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in other news, Zhengzhou, a Chinese city that is home to what's known as iPhone City or the Foxconn factory town that houses some 200,000 workers, along with some other major Chinese cities, is lifting an intense COVID lockdown. Since October, analysts estimate disruptions there around this factory have cost Apple 
a billion dollars weekly. Wow. So they're probably happy about this. Mm-hmm. Apple's supply chain has long been deeply exposed to developments in China, and the pandemic has really shed light on this as an issue, but it's an issue that Apple has been addressing. A recent analysis of Apple's supply chain data from Reuters found up to 47% of its suppliers were China-based between 2014 and 2019, and that's dropped to 36% in 2021. Also, Meta is reducing its real-world footprint, deciding not to renew a 250,000-square-foot office lease in New York City. Mark Zuckerberg also said yesterday at the New York Times conference that the vast majority of his time and the vast majority of Meta's efforts are still going towards social media, not the metaverse. It was actually a funny moment amid a serious discussion because part of this discussion was happening in virtual reality, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg had a bunch of hiccups as that was going on. Tech hiccups or like actually had the hiccups? <laughs> actual, an actual bout of hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. And lastly, San Francisco approved a policy that lets police use robots as a deadly force option if absolutely necessary. Uh, no, thanks. Right. It feels like many scary movies begin with this plot. Uh, They can't even like handle having guns that they're supposed to use only if absolutely necessary. So I'm going to say no to the robots, although I guess I really don't have a choice. Here they come. It's hard to say in the future. (laughs) Here they come. Okay, and some interesting data coming out of Tesla. For years, Tesla's been able to enjoy a majority share of the U.S. electric vehicle market with little competition. And while the company's done a great job using its first mover advantage to expand its lineup, its charging network, and its factories around the world, this period of near unchallenged growth is rapidly closing. So what's happening? Per estimates from S&P Global Mobility, Tesla's U.S. EV market share will drop to less than 20% by 2025, down from 71% last year. As more affordable options become available, Tesla's entry-level Model 3, which starts at more than $40,000, is looking increasingly pricey. To that end, though, it was reported this week that Tesla is ramping up development of a cheaper Model 3, and the company is also delivering its first-ever electric semi-truck to Pepsi today. And big picture, roughly just 5.1% of the 10.2 million vehicles registered in the U.S. through Q3 were electric. Now, that's up from 2.8% in 2021, so it's small but grown fast. And uh, I think with that, it is time for today's main story. Juliet, let's talk Yahoo. When I think about Yahoo, here's what comes to my mind, right? Okay. Old email addresses where most of my spam probably went. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, maybe some aggregated news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking a place where people sometimes go to look at financial data of companies and stocks. Mm-hmm. And a place where some of my friends definitely go to play fantasy sports. Uh, but I feel like when you're looking at all that, most people can't easily tell you what Yahoo even does. Is it a tech company, a media company, just a website? If you look at Google search data over the past two decades or so, searches for yahoo.com peaked right around uh, now, December in 2009. And since then, they've steadily declined to their lowest point ever. But the site is still visited by a lot of people each month. And now they have plans to, what, become cool again, useful again. What is next for Yahoo? Well, clickbait ads is the latest news we 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's more than that. So recently, Yahoo announced a 25% stake in an ad company called Taboola, according to TechCrunch. Mm. Taboola, you've certainly seen it. Uh, they have these things called chumbox ads, which are like, so you know how like if you're on a news website and you scroll to the bottom, there'll be like an array of thumbnails leading to possibly the worst articles you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like, what's it like... Uh, this miracle pill will help you grow another three feet, yeah, says study. <laughs> one weird trick doctors don't want you to know. Or I always get the ones that are like, I don't know why, but it's always like, you won't believe what this child star from 1984 looks like now. And it's like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. What so they child. serve those <laughs> ads on other websites. Exactly. So that's their deal. And apparently they are uh, pretty huge. They have partnered with 9,000 publishers and reach 500 million people a day. So big numbers there. Wow. So they're essentially going to take over native advertising across Yahoo's brands, which includes AOL, if you remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have a website you can go to, TechCrunch and Gadget, a bunch of other media publications, um, Yahoo Finance, Yahoo Sports, et cetera. Those are all under the Yahoo umbrella. Yes. So Yahoo CEO... Jim Lanzone believes that digital advertising, while down right now, has a huge wind in the long term, um, and they anticipate to generate a billion dollars in annual revenue from their partnership. Okay. And like we said, Yahoo actually does get about 900 million monthly active users across its properties, according to Yahoo. So surprisingly alive, more so than you might think. Yeah, I would say. Now, Yahoo may be doing a couple of other things. You may recall in 2021, Verizon, which had owned Yahoo, sold its media businesses, which included Yahoo and AOL, to Apollo Global Management for about $5 billion. Now, according to Axios, Apollo quickly sold off some of Yahoo's assets and is now focusing on a couple of interesting endeavors, the two most interesting to me being adding betting to Yahoo Sports. Mm. Yeah, it already offers, apparently, I did not know this, perhaps perhaps you did, a paid subscription for people who are really into fantasy sports, like where it gives you data and all sorts of, I don't know, things okay. that you need to do your fantasy league. Yeah. And then it also is interested in building what it calls a Bloomberg for retail trading into Yahoo Finance, which would come with a suite of tools for buying and selling stock. So those are two interesting things. Potentially very lucrative things, I think. Yeah. Yahoo also had TV for a hot second. I remember watching season six of Community on it, and it also had this show called Other Space that I really liked. But then Yahoo was just like no more TV. It was like a very... A ya- like a Yahoo original? Yeah, like a Netflix. And it had oh its goodness. own show. Well, it rebooted Community, which had, I think, started on NBC. And then it had its own shows too. But then they just kind of, again, disappeared into the ether. So it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like Yahoo has done just about everything possible that a tech slash media company could do in the course of its run um, since 1984. Yeah. All right, bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe at thehustle.co slash email. Have a great Thursday and first day of December. It's going to be a good month. We'll catch you tomorrow.